0: This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Hebert, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super. And you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay... Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. This week, Dragon Ball Xenoverse provides a free expansion pack that actually pisses some fans off. I give my thoughts on the recent Nintendo Direct Mini, and in our final stage review, we take a look at the remaining episodes of Netflix high-score mini-docu-series. All this and more, as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra, select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Actress, so let's start with your host, Dexavia Josiah. Power up and game on. everybody and welcome back to another episode of select start i'm your host xavier josiah i mean this with every ounce of my being every fiber of my being i hope everybody is having somewhat of a good week especially my people in my community it's 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 really heavy it's, it's been really heavy the air is thicker than ever and you know it's just so much going on right now so much so i almost opted out of even doing this show to be honest, um, I mean, there's a lot more things going around in the world than gaming right now that you know we need to focus on. But at the same time, we need something that can take your mind away. Hell, uh, truth be told, I need something to take my mind away. And part of it of what is my recreation is doing this show and being able to do things to keep my mind off other things and to just focus on what I love. But sometimes you have to stop sometimes you have to pay attention to the things that matter and while that is is the case and while i'm here doing it is because i want to make sure that at least if anything i could do is i can try to entertain those who are listening to the show maybe here in the united states or here from around the world who probably know what's going on here in this in uh in this country you know a peace of mind you know just for a little bit maybe for an hour or so so You know, with everything that happened with Jacob Blake, just another, another victim of systemic racism and violence and uh, and and brutality and injustice. It's 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 so thickening, and it's hard to go through it. So, I'm not going to put too much uh, heat or weight on that on this subject, but just know that it's not going unnoticed. Black lives. Absolutely matter, I was going to say. My life absolutely matters in this case. And um, everybody else, we we need to create value for all, for everybody. You know, us, especially in, you know, LGBTQ as well. And, you know, just everybody. There's no reason why we should be going through what we're going through right now. This literally is our end game. And we have to come together to make this work it has to be we cannot be cooped up any longer in our house quarantined here and stuff like that and you know while we're trying to be safe we need to be conscious you know it's not too much i can really say about that in this case but i hope everybody's doing great i hope everybody's staying safe not even just from you know, from a social racial standpoint, but also from just, you know, we also have the pandemic as well, you know, even though it's kind of lightened up, even though it shouldn't, we still have that going on. So people, please be safe, mask up, uh, for my people, be careful, (laughs) you know, out here, you know, if you're peaceful protesting out there, make sure you do it right. You know, you know, be the bigger person, shine the biggest light and, uh, we support you. We salute you out there every one of you. So I digress. We have a interesting show today. Um, it, 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 With everything that is going on, I also have something that frustrated me and other fans as well. So we're going to talk about that in the world of gaming as well. But also um, during the top of this show, we will have our final stage review. I will run down, not thoroughly, but I will run down Uh, the rest the remaining episodes of high score which I got a chance to see I had to focus on the first episode due to circumstances that was much needed to be focused on because it wasn't focused on as much as it was on the first episode but there are some other things that they spoke about in the history you know we're going to talk about what they left out you know some of the things that were missing that i think that should have been on certain episodes or whatnot so we're going to be talking about that soon but let's talk about this damn dragon ball xenoverse 2 uh, <laughs> expansion pack because you know waiting for captain subasa which is available now from bandai namco uh it's out on a nintendo switch is out on playstation 4 steam it's out now haven't got a chance to play it i will play it immediately after i finish this show and find out whether this was worth the wait but nonetheless you know, while holding, while waiting for this, I'm thinking, all right, we got a new expansion pack from Dragon Ball Xenoverse. It's been a while. They sold 6 million units. Awesome. Congratulations to them. And, you know, they gave us a huge expansion free update with all this, with all the trimmings and everything, all this new. What really lured me in was this new extra mission. Well we finally got it we got the update we and it wasn't everything that everybody thought it was going to be and in fact it actually infuriated many people including myself so let's run down what i ran down last week with the uh list of what they provide so there's one extra mission there's 15 uh cc mascots which is the cool i think that's probably the coolest feature but that's also there's a not with a grain of salt at least you know there's some situation with that too uh 15 uh cc mascots including color variations uh is included so uh you have 80 load screen illustrations 10 partner customizations 50 hero coliseum figurines 9 techniques 3 new raid events 3 new costume accessories 13 new super souls which they they absolutely provide every one of those that's great however bandai namco has failed to tell fans when and how they will be able to activate this new mission so you get this they give you the alerts on the new figurines they give you the alerts on the mascots and everything so you go through this tutorial they got a new uh You know, instructor in Canton City that can tell you how things go or where to go, and easily direct you to certain um, situations. So you have that. That's pretty cool. It actually makes it easier to navigate in some cases. So then there's the uh, the new mission, the new mission which has you going into a new tournament created by the uh, the Supreme Kai of Time, which is also an unlockable character now. So this new event mission is only available to you online. If you have online capabilities, if you have like if you're on a switch, if you have uh, Nintendo online, which is like $20 a month and you get to play online all for all year, which is actually a really great deal it is absolutely a great deal that they have in there and by the way if you don't know they do have now monthly deals they got one month deal i think it's $3.99 they have a three month deal which i think is $5.99 but it's, it's only 20 bucks for a whole year so it's really not bad plus you get to play a lot of uh retro games from super nintendo and nintendo so that's a great deal bar none um so they have that and if you don't have online capabilities, then you won't be able to play this. This is not an offline feature. Now, it was funny because I was on YouTube looking for information on this. I was on Reddit looking for information on this. There's a lot of people that was for for the last few days that were confused as how to get this access where some people were getting it and some people weren't. Well, of course later we find out that it's a time uh it's a time scheduled uh release feature that it has on Air. Apparently, switch owners and uh, players like myself got it last so it came in I think the day after about like noon and it finally came in so there was a lot of people pissed off and frustrated about that alone then we finally get it we get the storyline and it gives you the little cut scene with trunks and all that and again the fact that this is it's weird because this is a online event that apparently is ongoing but also it's basically it I don't understand why it couldn't why it couldn't be offline it just doesn't make any sense because you wind up you're not competing against other characters you're competing against all computer characters with certain AI levels and it would have it would have benefited them to do it that way so everybody can play it but if you don't have online capabilities you're screwed you're really screwed in this point and it's a shame because I had somebody on uh I I wound up joining a uh, Xenoverse 2 Uh, Facebook group and there were some people that were frustrated because they don't have online capabilities there's a lot of things in this new update expansion that I believe Bandai Namco didn't you know really think thoroughly about here that is one and it's like okay if you're all if you're playing this game that you need online capabilities and then you've come to find out you you're playing you're, you're playing against computer characters only why what's the point what is the point (laughs) <laughs> I, I i i don't get it i don't understand so I, it's part of the reason why i hate online uh reliant stuff you know it just it just makes no sense i digress let's move on so the new canton city tournament which is not an easy mission at all in the slightest the tournament is put together by supreme uh, kaya time as i mentioned and you will be able to go through random sets of matches with different stipulations winning each round will afford you some great uh, rewards including unlocking the supreme kai Atai as a playable character so even worse she's not even a instant playable character she is a character that you have to win in this particular tournament that is not easy to win no matter what i'm at level 99 i, I haven't played this game in ages but when i stopped playing it i went to the limit of uh, level ninety nine, which I'm starting to believe it now has a higher level that you can obtain, because when I when I stopped at ninety nine, when I was accumulating points on PQ uh, levels and winning, it would no longer uh, collect uh, accumulate those points. Now it does, so it leads me to believe that now there's a higher level of uh, uh, of attributes that you can obtain in here now. So even though I was ninety nine, it meant nothing because some of the characters were 80 see here's the thing and this is why i think it's B- uh, bs because i've played against people that were up to 80 you know uh, uh, computer characters that was in a at level 80 on the story mode and it was never this hard these guys beat the living crap out of you while you are fighting one well the first the first round it, of, of this tournament within storyline it said that you were in a battle royal which Is actually not true it is more like you're in a handicap match putting your uh you against five other you know computer characters ridiculous absolutely ridiculous um so while you're fighting one character the other ones eventually hit you with a blast or try to defeat you uh, while you try to defeat your target opponent if they hit you they will they will obtain you know acquire um, they will hit you with a significant amount of damage and taking a lot of energy out of you that you can't uh, and you can't replenish your energy back because you are not allowed to use capsules in here at all. It's the tournament of power storyline, basically or rule set basically. So that was unfortunate (laughs) so it leaves you this is a total arcade carny type of thing it leaves you wanting to actually go and get more so basically what here's the thing and i i there i don't think that people understand what they're doing this is the arcade thing and if you just watch if you watch the high score netflix docuseries they talk about this in the documentary one of the episodes which talk... I believe the first episode which talks about the guys who put together a uh, an enhancement board. And the enhancement board basically, um, you know, makes it so you, could, it, you could, it could be more challenging to you and you put in more quarters. So here's the situation. So if that's the case, then this actual update is made to make sure that you pay more money. If you don't have the right level, if you don't know what you're doing, if you become frustrated but you want all the stuff it's gonna it's gonna want to force you to actually you know uh get more tp points because there's a guy in uh, canton city who can help you level up higher and you would you have to use tp coins in order to do it so there is the there's the uh there's basically the flow chart of how this is working here and so basically this whole thing is set up for you to just to spend more money if you if unless you want to grind your way into making it up to that level It's, it's total carny, man. And honestly, it it really tarnishes what I love about the game because they're going to this length to do it. It, it, it's really sad. Like the game in its core is great. If you just focus totally on the actual, you know, story mode and some of the PQ, the original PQ missions, the game is awesome. The game is all that, but anything outside of that, the layers of this that they're adding on, it's starting to tarnish the, with the game, what makes the game so great and that to me it's just sad so like i said like it's like while the expansion is quote-unquote free you pay a price and you pay with you pay with your sanity because (laughs) for those who haven't played the game in some time and isn't leveled up you're gonna have a very challenging time uh you know playing this game while the minority of hardcore players that that has not stopped playing Xenoverse for quite some time and they are a small niche of people who have st- who are still playing Xenoverse Z- religiously to the point that there's Facebook groups out there for it which is crazy to me that it's like for one game that there's a Facebook group for one game uh, but to their credit very helpful a lot of great helpful you know uh, people in the Facebook group that I'm at Uh it's it, you know it's awesome they did help me with some things that may have helped me but it, it turns out I'm gonna have to really grind to make it happen. So I, with me doing what I do, I don't have time to put that much emphasis on one game when I got to play all these other games or review something else or something like that and review them thoroughly enough to do it. So, uh, you know, it's, I'm stuck. At least I got to, at least I still have the original core portion of the game to work on. um You also have the new mascot, the CC mascots that I mentioned, the av- little avatars that you uh get to hang around with everywhere you go, and of course you have to buy them with tp metal uh coins as well so they're about 1500 coins meanwhile <laughs> if you want to obtain that many coins it's going to be very hard for you to do because even if you get all seven dragon balls and you go to dragon balls that's about 200 coins that they only give you if you uh, you know if you you got to grind way to it using P, you know pq events or as you know uh special event raids and stuff like that so you got to grind a little bit there but if you don't want to do that of course they they give you the option to buy it using your real money and there you go <laughs> the 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 integrity of it all it, it, i i just hate it it's, it's just really sad about this um so you have that they um they follow you around the the mascots are pretty cute though they're they're cool they do follow you around everywhere you go you can use them for a photo mode which i like photo mode uh, the photo mode uh on here is really cool so i did, i really enjoyed that uh it's becoming a standard thing for games now to have that but uh you get to choose uh people uh def- like at least like five different mascots this is puar chiatsu lord zeno which is the one i was going to get but i went for P- uh, puar because i'm a cat person i guess um or in fact G- Gogeta, and you can still collect all of those but each one of them is going to be 1500 so yeah i he, yeah I, I go for it whatever it's your world if you want to go in, um if you're into uh hero coliseum um game which is like their version of uh dragon ball um world uh, world mission super dragon ball world missions i guess um you can also check it out too they got a, a bunch of new figurines in there again which will cost you tp medals to get um which is hard to obtain if you got to go through all that so uh, overall it was not i was very disappointed at the whole process i came out really 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 annoyed frustrated with the fact that they didn't provide no detailed information as to when the mission was going to be released finding out that the mission was an online based only game and the fact that it is really hard to do and you need certain elements in order to really beat the game and it, you know shout out to everybody who is really hardcore in this game i am not going to talk to you about it i love the game myself but not as much as you do obviously but a lot of what they what was told I have to grind to put in for and there is a technique to playing this game all to which i am not all <laughs> i'm still a novice in, in in comparison to you know even though i beat the game already it there's just some things that you could do in this game that it, it takes a higher level of skill to do i am not at that level and therefore i am not even trying to play but overall it's like you know if you're trying to really if you really call on a celebration come on you gotta nerf it a bit and make it easier for people to be you know and and shout out to those people who who really think that they're big shots because they have gotten through i love those people i love those people who get on air and come out like well you haven't beat it i beat it easily (laughs) like look dude dude seriously if i'm not getting laid or paid to play it like that i'm not stressing it it's not getting me anything there's no incentive for real for me to get to that level it's not that deep (laughs) <laughs> I mean good for you that you did it But for, for you to be that arrogant And pompous about it It's like dude you playing yourself So you know it's, what, what, What's going to happen is that It's going to turn more away than it does You got your hardcore fans You got your casual fans Your casual fans consist of people Who are who haven't been on air as much Who hasn't been you know on, playing the game as much Because they're moving on to other games Then you got your hardcore who are and for this one fell swoop moment you feel you know they feel this more superior because of it you know it i guess it happens to everybody in every game you know some game portion of their life or something like that but it is what it is, but you know, honestly, it, it, it to me it was a bit disappointment. And maybe down the line, and maybe I'll try. But I, there's too much going on in the world for me right now for me to be frustrated over a video game, something that I use for recreational purposes. You know, something that I enjoy as a formal uh, as a, another art form. I, I just can't. You know, this type of uh, you know cash grab type of you know business practice. It it, it, it tarnishes what this game is like just play the core game if you don't if you're not hardcore like that just enjoy the core game hopefully maybe and i, I got a feeling this is probably going to be maybe they will actually have you pay for the dlc because i'd rather pay to get um to get the uh supreme kai time which i never mentioned by the way you unlock her from going through that game from going through that mode so uh, yeah no no luckily for me i managed to move on step away from it maybe down the line i'll probably get it but fairy tale made me feel much better playing that game and playing and getting through one of the uh the uh missions on there that i managed to you know had a a little bit of a time getting through i managed to get through it there so made me feel better for this day but uh, man i I feel like they dropped the ball with this uh unfortunately It, it just it was just sad it was just so sad so Uh, let's talk about Nintendo Mini Direct now there is rumors that there is another um, there is another possible Nintendo Direct coming out today and it usually that you know my life it always happens (laughs) where I'm doing the show and some information comes out about a new nintendo direct well i'm checking now just in case and i don't see anything just a nintendo mini that just occurred so nothing yet and nothing on youtube at the moment so i'm just going to talk about the nintendo mini in this case well let me make sure uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. anything nope no no Nite- no other nintendo minis have come out today so awesome so let's talk about the nintendo uh direct mini that they just had honestly it wasn't anything to make a big deal out of Uh, it was mostly stuff that you knew was coming out already and some things you didn't want to know that was coming out is you know because this is a mini this is what they did was they put in they gave you the filler announcements of what normally a nintendo mini would provide this was none of these none of these uh titles that they announced were anything worth getting excited about um one of which was uh the latest just dance installment you know another one was uh command over uh six you know um it was a tank game what was it called uh what was this called world tank world of tanks blitz so you had that you got the new poyo poyo and tetris uh two coming out you got the new kingdom hearts uh you know game that is coming out as well uh which is called kingdom hearts melody of memory that will be coming out uh this new crazy crappy looking boxing game that's supposed to be using characters from creed and rocky on here called big rumble boxing this i you know i'm a big boxing fan you know when it comes to video games and i love the real um you know, the fight night games from EA back in the day, um, you know, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, Ring King, all those. Love those. This is not that. <laughs> this, I mean, I I don't know if it was just unfinished or whatever like that, but this gave me the same impression that I gave, that we all gave uh, Avengers when we first saw it in EA back then. And I, I unlike EA, unlike Crystal Dynamics, I don't think that it's going to get to that point with this game <laughs> uh, you will get to play as uh, um, as creed uh you know adonis creed uh rocky balboa drago um, mr t's character uh, clubber lang on here as well as um michael b jordan's character as well um so you, you it'll have all that i don't know if there's going to be a story mode in there as well but uh adonis creed and apollo creed i should say uh his father is going to be on there. carl weathers if you will uh is going to be on there it's it doesn't look as good and even furthermore the boxing moves that they use are very arcadey cartoony so it doesn't fit the format of a of, a, of the rocky brand you know if anything like why not just make it a real boxing sim they got a move in here that they have you doing like if you're any of them, Drago, Rocky, Apollo, um, Adonis, any of them where you cock, you know, you wind your your fist back. You cock it back, you know, waiting to do a big knockout in real boxing. You can never do that. You, that's that's not a real thing. That That's a Mike Tyson's punch out. That's a punch out maneuver. Like, why would you even use that in a in a boxing match for the Rocky brand? Rocky, Rocky was a movie franchise that was basing itself around somewhat of a you know somewhat of an exciting boxing match a real world boxing match and you're coming out with a game that does some very cartoony nba jam type stuff it it just you know it wwe is already going to be doing that already you don't have to do that for boxing i don't think this is going to be a good game at all I, you know i hate to prejudge it you know so early but it's coming out in spring 2021 and and it just doesn't look good. I, 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 I'm sorry, it just doesn't. So um, we got uh, also two Taiko no uh, Tatsujin games that will be coming. Uh, in fact, I think it's out now, by the way. Uh, you got Fusure, which is a kind of a guitar hero uh, game, but you're a DJ in this case. And Fusure just reminded me of why I'm not into today's music. <laughs> why... I, I you know i'm officially i think watching that and watching and listening to the songs that they're going to be playing i was like i'm officially old i am officially old because i am not digging any of these uh songs right now this is crap and they and they mixed in some of the old you know of the old school stuff into what they're doing it now it's like nah, can, no can we if anybody any of these developers can we get a dj uh you know battle game where like from the 80s and the 90s can we get that and have like world competitions like that because you know this is kind of eh, you know good luck to i mean i'm sure there's going to be a, a, a core fan base for this but i don't know i don't know i would love for them to do a um, like they do with the world you know mixing you know competitions with djs that compete around the world like that with like actual turntables and stuff oh that would be awesome i would love to see that there's also uh three rpgs uh coming in for the collection of saga and final fantasy legends so you'll get to see that so that's pretty much all that they announced on there and it just i don't know it just didn't do anything for me at this point so uh because there's a mini there will be more i'm sure but again also you got to take note that due to covid 19 you know it is what it is you know we'll, we'll know more soon enough and i noticed that uh retromania wrestling is not announced yet they are almost finished, so i'm still waiting we're still all waiting for that as well. I wish it'd be, it would have been cool to see that they uh would have got into one of those uh you know Nintendo directs because a wrestling game is needed, and it is needed soon <laughs> for a lot of fans out there so folks, that will do it for this mini version of this segment. We're going to take a break, come back, and talk about the remaining episodes of Netflix's docuseries High Score. We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Planigan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer at Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Are back with our final stage review and uh, we're going to review the remaining episodes of netflix docu-series on a history of video games called high score uh as you remember i reviewed the first episode last week for major reasons and that is acknowledging jerry lawson a lot more than they have ever acknowledged him on there and this time we're going to follow up on the other episodes that he did overall you know all of them combined i <laughs> I thought it was good i thought it was really good i thought it was pretty good actually i would say that's better to say pretty good um it wasn't perfect it was on a path of being perfect perfect but there was a lot of information that they left out a lot of people that they left out uh that would have been intricate for here and this is where i felt like they dropped the ball this you know from a production standpoint i thought they did great i thought the visual effects was awesome i thought the filming of it was awesome uh the lighting everything the footage that they got was absolutely great but at the end of the day it was not flawless they there were some things left out some things weren't talked about that needed to be talked about because and I, we're going to talk about for instance the uh street fighter episode which while it was my favorite episode that they focused on i really was disappointed in a sense that they uh from a standpoint that they kind of dropped the ball on some really revolutionary things that that game did more than just come out as a game You know, so we're going to run down a few of the things that uh, we talked that they talked about here. I'm probably not going to get everything that we talked about here, but uh, we're going to run down some things that I remember and focus on. But, you know, I was hoping to see how well this was going to be in accordance to a lot of documentaries I've ever watched, you know, in the last few years and even those that I watched back then with um, G4 when they used to do it. And I thought G4 did a phenomenal job doing it and i learned a lot of things and they touched on some things that unfortunately this one did not but also at the same time this also dropped on some things that we didn't know as well so that is a whole situation but let's run down some of the episodes we already talked about the boom and bust that was episode one where they talked about space invaders the popularity of that and pac-man uh, for the rise of that as well atari I, you know what's funny what i've learned in this show is that atari what i got from the show was that atari is not what they claimed to be <laughs> atari got their fame based on the ideas of everybody else but them i don't know i mean yeah you got the guy who did yar's revenge and stuff like that and uh you know he did the et thing that almost killed everything off but and then there's always you know the stories of them having cocaine parties and you know orgies and all types of things going on there that's that's actually even more popular than the fact that they created the Atari 40, uh, 2600. Because, lo and behold, they took that idea from Jerry Lawson, so who <laughs> was the first one to make that. So, you know, come to find out, uh, you know, Atari was built on a concept of, a, of the original arcade game as well. So, you know, it, it really kind of it, 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 the same thing is happening with that as opposed to what other people are finding out about some of uh, the most iconic figures in America, which were now known as most, some of the most racist and malicious people ever. And now as a result, we're seeing statues being taken down and such. Atari kind of gets that same rub from me now because I thought Atari was revolutionary and, and and groundbreaking. No, they just had a lot of money to do what other people couldn't. And the other people who originally invented couldn't. They just had better assets, that's all that there was nothing revolutionary about atari except that they were the first ones out to really bring it out into a mainstream because another person didn't have the means and money to do it and they kind of bullied their way into that type of situation i believe it it, you know it's just it It, that's that's my belief until i heard any so when you call the the guy who put uh, atari together the godfather of you know video games and i love that at the first episode They called him the godfather. They said many consider him the godfather of video games, but at the end, the final episode on level, on episode six, level up, at the very end, they said the so called god of uh, godfather of video games. Yes, because in fact, the true godfather of video games is Jerry Lawson. And I hate the fact that no credit was given to him whatsoever. I hate that. I hate it to high heaven. None of that was happening. In fact, even the fact that he was given such um you know a, a small part in this and i know the son and the son uh is grateful for it he's very you know glad but there needs to be more done and i hope that his son pursues a lot more down the line uh to what he has because he 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 changed away so you have episode one you had and, and what i also loved about this documentary as well is that there's at one part they talk about the uh, rise of the video game industry and the evolution of the video game industry uh through different genres but then there's another side story that they have involving some people in the video game industry rather you know early version of e uh sport athletes um in there, and you know you had their stories of how they won tournaments back in the day because they were the first ones to win tournaments. I'm surprised he didn't get the guy who did um Donkey Kong, but I guess this was at the time when the controversy was still there, but uh with his world record being taken away, but now he got it back um so uh, I'm surprised they didn't have him on air, regardless um they had the person who won the uh woman who won the space invaders uh you know competition she she's a game developer now uh they had the guy who used to work for nintendo a guy that used to work for nintendo he became a game counselor which is one of the coolest things that you could be in the 80s and everything and i love the the little skits that they made from this as well i thought it was pretty funny um that was uh the comeback kid in there so you got you know uh they also told about the history of nintendo in there as well which i really liked and how nintendo started off as a card game uh, i forgot the name what the card game was but it started off as a card game and then it eventually evolved into uh electronic games and stuff like that and it just kept evolving and evolving to uh what it is now and uh didn't bring it in miyamoto as well uh, and how he influenced everything so they you know that episode two was focused on that and how the uh, the nes really uh formed in a sense so you had that uh episode three was focused on the or focused on role-playing games and how dungeons and dragons inspired the role-playing uh computer game genre in industry so that was pretty cool even though i'm not a dungeons and dragons fan it really did uh you know it really did a lot is in terms of uh creating the rpg genre in video games and which even funnier is that the other lesson that you will learn in this documentary that i thought was awesome is that a lot of things in the gaming industry isn't originated in japan japan actually got a lot of what we were doing here and there's always this thought for years that japan is are the originators no japan are innovators that is the difference. They are innovators, you know, of what we've uh, done, and then take it even further. But a lot of what has been done in the video game world mostly has happened in the United States. So, in fact, yeah, we really put a we really put it in for video games. We, you know, the video game genre really started here, and it was just taken to a whole nother level in Japan, and in a lot of cases too. Um, but dungeons and dragons is just another one of those type of situations there too so you got that number uh episode four they focused on the i I really did like uh the uh, i think episode four may be uh, my favorite and only because episode five where they talked about fighting games uh there was like i said there was a lot of missing elements on episode five but episode four they talked about the war between sega and nintendo and also talked about how um ea sports or ea games really formed and how that came about and how they put together john Ma- um you know john madden and the madden games and such i thought that was really interesting they also intertwined a, a uh, side story with a gentleman uh he's an african-american but he's also gay and he is a football fan but you know because of you know his uh orientation and his color it's, it was a hard thing to put, you know, have both of those genres in and people wasn't as accepting as they are now. So, you know, to have this type of representation, he was solely responsible for, you know, getting people of color advertised on, you know, game uh, ads and stuff like that. You know, when they started advertising that and as well as getting uh, people, getting uh, athletes, you know black uh people on video games back in the genesis you you know you never saw it before and i mean there was tecmo bowl that came out before that and i really got to check because yeah tecmo bowl was out and bo jackson was one of the big leading characters in that game whether they showed him with this right you know hue or color or pigmentation but then again it was 8-bit so 8-bit you only had a few colors that you could actually use to some extent and some of it worked and some of it didn't so i would have to look back on that but i don't think they did have a or they were able to do that back then um now with 16-bit you were able to show sprites that with certain gradations and and, uh color schemes so you were able to implement that and he they you know he was basically a part of that so that was awesome as well so they put that in and then seeing old footage of john matten as well and you know the stuff that he did and how he you know put the real element to sports and made sure that it wasn't like seven on seven it was actual the actual proper amount of people to give you that real sports feel it was awesome because madden (laughs) those madden games really did make a big deal for genesis and he also talked about the um the uh, origin of sonic as well and how they needed him to compete with uh, um nintendo you know all that was awesome i thought it was really awesome there you know episode five was up my alley because i'm a big fighting game fan so i would know a little bit about this um street fighter and mortal Kombat, and how they rise to head-to-head uh in a fighting game genre street fighter of course they talked about a lot and how the original you know creator traveled uh to different areas to get uh different landscapes of uh air, you know of areas where he wanted to implement into the video game of street fighter 2 and you recognize a lot of those uh and again this was really well done my only problem with this is that they never talked about two things they never talked about here which i thought was kind of ill uh one they didn't talk about the fact that street fighter not only uh, revolutionized video gaming but they also are the reasons why we now play with six button control schemes there was no other game that was played until street fighter came out where they had six different buttons for you to play which then led to everybody else every other game and every other company using uh, more buttons in there and this, one, this is why we have then uh the playstation that had extra buttons as well now we got xbox because before that it was super nintendo which only had um no, they had six buttons, too, because Street Fighter came out. So Super Nintendo and Genesis came out, but, Super, but Genesis only had a three-button controller. They created a six-button controller specifically for Street Fighter. I used to love that controller. I, that controller was so perfect for Street Fighter uh, Champions Edition on the uh, Genesis. And remember? Because Genesis had their own version of Street Fighter 2. And uh, because Genesis, we, we discovered that Genesis wasn't as powerful enough to, to port the actual game on there but super nintendo could super nintendo had an actual port version of it but at the same time to compensate for it we were able to play as the uh the four bosses of shadowloo on there on the genesis version but when you played the super nintendo version it was actually the exact port from the arcade game that was on there because they were able to you know uh implement all of that in there so it was awesome but that that genesis controller was so great but we didn't have control schemes like that until street fighter and they missed the opportunity to mention that on air it's never been it, i i challenge anybody to say otherwise that is street fighter is the reason why we're playing with ga- uh, controllers with multiple button schemes bar none so there's that situation right there the other thing that was not mentioned wasn't on here they also well before i even go ahead of myself they did also talk about mortal kombat and the rise of that one as well and the controversy of course the well-documented controversy which led to joe lieberman and john mccain and the in congress (laughs) trying trying to ban this whole thing and putting in the rating system which and you now look at it it should have had a rating system night trap was also mentioned as well night trap was hilarious they had the guy who put it together he's also a major major effects uh you know specialist that has worked on many uh tv shows and movies to the, today uh, he he talked about his uh, venture through using that and seeing dana plato dana plato from a, uh from a different strokes or from i'm saying a different strokes like a different world from different strokes on air um that was quite um uh, I have, that was that was uh, quite surreal because i haven't seen dana plato in ages of course she's no longer with us but you know and if anybody who watched uh different strokes back in the day and know the history of dana plato you know that history uh to see her footage of her on air it was just really really interesting um but you know the controversy with that game and the controversy with um mortal kombat they actually got john tobias who was the co-creator of mortal kombat on there for some reason no ed boon i don't understand why because ed boon of Netherrealm Studios is still producing Mortal Kombat games to this day. Uh, so I don't quite get why John Tobias in there, which in my opinion, I always give <laughs> I always tend to give the comparison of EPMD. If you're a hip hop fan, you know, if you're like especially an old school hip-hop fan, you know EPMD, Paris and Eric Sermon they were one of the most hardcore uh, rap duos out there and like when they split up you kind of figured out who was the stronger of the two and eric sermon without a doubt was the most talented of the two because when paris tried to go on his own it didn't work out as good and like his rap skills and everything just didn't work out it just didn't sound right so you almost point to the point you could tell that maybe somebody's writing for him i don't know but uh, and i don't know if that's true or not it just sounded like it like like when you sound eric sermon still sounded the same when he actually went on his own and made major hits and he was a phenomenal producer when paris went on his own it just sounded the total opposite of what we normally hear from him from epmd but uh, i always give that that type of thing or, or even the uh show michael's marty janetti comparison as well but in this case, Ed Boone is the Shawn Michaels and the Eric Sermon of this part of it. And John Tobias is like, where has he been and what has he done since? Last time I've seen John Tobias do anything, it was possibly the, uh, he did a, a, a commercial spot for the Game Awards and it was for uh, Schick, uh Razors. It was, eh, it wasn't that good. <laughs> it was not that good. I was like, okay, now we know what he's doing um so you know there's that but i was really surprised he didn't get ed boone here are talking about mortal kombat like why aren't you getting ed boone who's still working on the series now granted i don't know if there's any turmoil between the two but even still even if that was the case they could have actually just filmed him in one spot and filmed him in another spot i ed boone is so instrumental to mortal kombat especially more now that he made deals with warner Brothers and and I, not only that i didn't even see footage of the recent mortal Kombat that they put in there either so i don't know something went into that and i would love to know what exactly happened and why he was not put in here Another person that wasn't on here was yu suzuki those who know yu suzuki is also historically monumental to video games and revolutionary because it is documented that he's the guy responsible for getting us the first 3d game ever in virtual fighter which is in the smithsonian museum still to this day for some reason he was not even on here and they did the last episode called level up they were more focusing on how nintendo uh was focusing on 3d and had these two guys that were developing um you know 3d games in the game boy which i thought was awesome by the way the fact that you could do 3d you know camera and, and, and scoping and on a game boy that's phenomenal again the, the u.s once again <laughs> you know it, it's just amazing they also talk about the uh the creation of Star Fox and how miyamoto came up with that and how he went to a shrine and uh he was inspired by the uh by the shrine that he went to and the temple that he went to that inspired him to create the the uh, schematics and format and design of, of, and level design of Star Fox. It was a pretty awesome story, actually. Wolfenstein was also um, talked about as well, as well as Doom. All of them are revolutionary 3D uh, deals, and I love how they brought in the how the dial-up uh, modem error was, and how we had to go through a- uh, AOL and. Oh God, I'm so glad that we f- are far removed from that day. If you guys weren't old enough to actually be there to experience dial-up modem for the internet when the internet was just still a still young be very happy you spoiled brats because we went through hell with that and I like the fact that they reminded us that like if we go on we go online and we have to uh do dial-up and we're on we're on the internet if somebody picks up the phone it immediately cuts off the internet feed because it's connected to the phone um the phone system and and the jack thank god we have modems now and routers i am so happy about that now you don't understand but when you're talking about 3d it's hard for you to talk about 3d without talking about yu suzuki and hopefully it's only six episodes and it says season one so hopefully that they will eventually come out with season two and yu suzuki if they don't do a series without yu suzuki i'm sorry i think one if they do a second season I think they should cover more in Jason uh, Jerry Lawson. I don't know why I keep trying. I keep saying Jason. Um, they need to focus more on Jerry Lawson. He needs his story needs to be told much better than what they did, because we don't have that many people of color in the industry, or even mentioned in the industry. And it's come on. You know how inspirational that episode would be for for people like uh, me. Yeah, if I knew that there was a guy like him out there. Do you know what that possibly could have done for myself or for many others in my community come on this is your chance netflix let's get let's get going with this um so you know that and they have to do yu suzuki yu suzuki is very revolutionary and not only not only just for that well he can't take qte he can't get credit for qte because dragon's lair is one of the first games to really do that type of format but he did revolutionary he did revolutionize that um i mean he didn't revolutionize that but he actually uh or create that i should say he actually um he he, he changed the game on it. he added a little bit more element to it and but he was one of the first games to have an open world in shin so that all of that needs to be talked about so hopefully next season if there is going to be a next season and i hope that there that, that, that there is that um yu suzuki gets mentioned for this because he honestly he deserves he needs to be needs to be told he ne- absolutely needs to be told so he, and even uh i would guess another one should be also um yoshihiro ono because there was a time where fighting games were you know dying a slow death and if it wasn't for him coming in to uh become executive producer and revitalizing the game you know street fighter 4 which brought everybody back back on and esports became bigger than ever and then it started elevating all this other stuff you know it, it just wouldn't happen like hopefully they'll do this again but overall the first six episodes to me i would give them a i would give it a solid b uh it didn't have everything but what it did is to entertain and it did inform and it did educate some things and i also want to give credit uh for the fact that they actually had as the narrator the voice of mario himself uh charles martinet in there and uh i thought that was really awesome so which almost leads me to believe that this is paid for by nintendo but <laughs> it was a lot of really nintendo based things but um having the voice of uh, mario narrate the actual uh episodes was pretty cool it, it really added on to it as well so uh yeah i give it a solid b it was very in- entertainment uh, it was very entertaining uh visually it was beautiful i loved the a lot of the effects that he did i love the way they filmed it uh and there was some really cool information just how they did it i love the skits that they did in there as well and stuff like that uh just it was overall fun but as far as a great source to follow they're better there are better documentaries and better forms of uh sources that you can find of these stories that they told uh even even with uh jerry lawson too i just i read an article on new york times in regards to when he died um of course only a small niche of people know about him there was a lot of people especially in our community who don't know about him i implore you that if you know about this guy or anybody that is making that has made changes in this country especially of people of color please shout them out to the roof because they need to but you know kudos to uh this uh show and you know hopefully we'll see another season again I, I, hopefully i do i was entertained at best it didn't tear me to tear me away at all so folks that will do it for this edition of select start thank you so very much for you know sitting uh you know chilling with me to talk about the, uh one of my favorite genres and you know just taking the time off to uh just get our minds away from things so this sunday we're gonna kick it off with superman man of tomorrow we gotta talk about that movie oh my god we got to talk about that movie so i opted out of going to see new mutants which is out today by the way so i'm opting out to go see that i'm not ready to go in there masked up so i i am just not ready i'll wait till things have you know because if i have to i want to see new mutants but i'm not going to so um luckily with dc fandom uh, that came out last week which was phenomenal they also released that movie as well which is available out on digital right now so i got a chance to check it out i'm actually going to watch it again before i do the show there's so many things that we're going to talk about that that movie that movie that's all i'm going to say i don't want to spoil or say anything else that needs to be said about that but uh it was it's pretty much uh definitely something that we we definitely need to talk about and maybe you want to see so that will be it there and any other news that we got going on this week so we're going to be talking about it but for now like i said at the beginning please stay safe uh mask up keep everybody else safe out there um you know we got a lot going on right now and we this is far from over everything fall from over please uh check us out on talktimelive.com uh, you can check out all of our interviews out. Oh, by the way, on live.com I actually just released the video version of myself uh interviewing brian donovan so you can see me talking to brian donovan in video form this time uh same interview that was on audio but now you'll get to see that there and uh, pretty soon you'll see the naruto panel as well on talktomlive.com so stay tuned go to talktomlive.com check out all that all of that there you can also go to talktomlivecom forward slash exclusives to check out all of our other interviews as well, in which I got to update that page too because I had a lot more episodes and a lot more to come because I got people coming in soon. Uh, you can also check us out on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, a.k.a. Amazon Alexa as well so check it out there and thank you guys for all your support and much much more folks that will do it on behalf of myself this is dax xavier Josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out here be safe peace out let's keep the peace talk to you sunday